Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Glass Onion? I am, because after all, we We are the Watchers of Movies. So, um... Our friend recently got into the show called King of Tulsa, which has Sylvester Stallone in it. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen the commercial for that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's really funny. You should check it out. And she starts she starts talking about it. And she's like, wow, Sylvester Stallone's like really good looking. I wonder how old he is. And I was like, this is this is great. <laughs> great because i've been notorious for liking way older inappropriate age uh actors and she's like oh my god he's 76 and she texts me and she goes what do you think his manhood looks like <laughs> she said like, his manhood yes. and i like, was like first like of his all, ability to like chop down lumber <laughs> and, and like his sense of direction no like the his dick I know, I was just messing <laughs> around. Just like, Is I'm, that what she calls it? She calls it his manhood, apparently. Oh. And so she was like, I googled it, and I didn't find any nude pictures of him. I was like, hmm. well... Shocking. I was like, well, he was in a porno when he was younger, like in the 70s, before he got famous from Rocky. He was? Yeah, it's called The Italian Stallion. I have Is not seen it. Is that where his name came from in Rocky, then? Maybe. Maybe. Well, like, it's not a coincidence. I uh, know it's definitely not a coincidence either way. But <laughs> anyway, so so she's like sending me all I these like photos this. of him. And she's like, he's so hot. He's got such a sexy voice. And I was like, seriously, seriously, this is the best thing that has happened to me in a while because I feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> you know? like, well, I mean, it's Hollywood <laughs> actors are generally Hollywood actors because they're good looking. Yeah, that's most true. of them are still good looking even in their old age. So it's not that. Out of the, I know, but it's, it's like outrageous like for anyone to be attracted 80. to like oh, older <laughs> men. They're still humans. I know, but it's it's just funny because it's like it's just it's just been me really for like a long time who's been like really attracted to like age inappropriate actors, you know. Uh, so there's no naked pictures of him, but he was in a porno. Well, there's no naked pictures of him from now. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I know. Like, I was like, I, you're not going to find any. Oh, so she did find ones from back in the day. I don't I don't know. <laughs> she come, could, you come with this story and you don't tell have you. all the facts. I, I think she probably did, but I don't think she wanted to see those. I think she wanted to see him like oh, okay. how he looked like now. What she, so she thought it was going to be like wearing a tweed jacket and spectacles <laughs> or something? I don't know. I smoking mean, Smoking a pipe? <laughs> She like, I mean, she was sending me pictures of like what maybe might have been him like on Instagram or something, and he like taking a picture of like him and his bicep, sure. and his bicep is like the size of my head because he's Sylvester Stallone, so he's huge. But yes, yeah, so I thought that was really funny, and I had to share that with you. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the exclamation point on the story that's sticking out to me more is the manhood phrase rather than her being attracted to a famous hollywood actor but no i thought the manhood thing was funny too because i was like okay interesting word to use i gotta i wish i could i wish i didn't know this story so i could try to work it into a normal sentence to see if that's what she actually calls it all the time i'm so intrigued right now maybe she'll listen and she'll let you know she does listen so oh well, let me know. <laughs> let, let her know. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. 
Okay, so um, another thing, and then I was going to ask you a would you rather question. I don't want you to know it yet, so I'm going to hide it. So I watched the movie Barbarian. Yeah. And I have made the conscientious decision that I do not like Justin Long anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, well, you you texted something to me about that, and I'm like, isn't that just acting? Like, how can no, you be I angry think, at an actor for no, no, playing no, no, a no, part? No, 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 it's not. It's not the part that he played. It's that he plays the same character in every single thing I've ever seen him in. I've seen. I can think of five things I've seen him in, and none of them are unique. Okay. As far as characters go. Sure. So I just think Speaking like. Speaking of Sylvester Stallone. Oh, wait, six things. I did like him in Jeepers Creepers. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what What about Sylvester Stallone? Well, we were just talking about actors who are the same in every movie they're in. Oh, yeah. But I like Sylvester Stallone, so that's w- what's different about it. <laughs> <laughs> because he has a big manhood. Because he has a huge manhood. Anyway, okay. And he knows how to wield it. <laughs> Wow. So you've had sex with him? Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. You, so I guess, in I the mean, obviously, obviously, <laughs> Justin Long is less compelling on screen than Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah, so, big time, big yeah. time, big time. Um, so I really didn't like this movie. And I think part of the reason is because I was expecting a totally different story. And when it didn't have that story, I was disappointed by what I saw. What was the story you were expecting? So I... Based on what I had seen, I had seen like a maybe like a trailer or two. I thought that it was about this woman who goes to this Airbnb that had been double booked, like because they had booked it from two different websites, and that Bill Skarsgård ended up being the creeper. But I actually liked him a lot. I thought he was really sweet and he was considerate. And I was like, he's an angel. I'm like, he's a little sweetheart, which is very different from a lot of the other stuff I've seen him in, where he plays literally a demon. Actually, multiple things. He's played a demon. So, like, because Castle Rock, he, they called him an angel, but he was not a good, he was a bad guy. So, anyway, um, that's a fantastic show, and I'd highly recommend it. But anyway, I, uh, and you know it, so... But I just thought that he was going to end up being a creeper and he was going to end up like tormenting her. So I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm on board with this. This sounds awesome. Like, I love these kind of things because I'm really fucked up, I guess. But anyway, I'm talking about it with my therapist sign and everything's going to work out. So, um, <laughs> so, but it ended up being about these like weird creatures that like, like these incest creatures, like the House of Habsburg that got left in Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> um, and, I was just like, oh, and I didn't, I just didn't, I guess I didn't expect it. And so I didn't like it because I was, I was wanting to watch something completely different. And so maybe it's not so much that I think it's a bad movie as much as I just didn't, it just wasn't my thing. You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. Cause I actually thought that that was what's going to happen too that he was going to be the bad guy which seems like totally unoriginal and like boring to me like of course the guy who's double booked ends up being a creepy murderer and so i was like yeah but they could do it really in a clever surprised way. <laughs> and really excited that he was just as much a victim as she was and it was the creepiest story because it was a guy who was kidnapping women and then having babies with them and then having babies with their babies. And that's yeah, so yeah. scary and so disgusting. It and is. It seems 
I didn't care for the fact that the the last creature seemed to have supernatural strength. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like she was in, like cut in half by a car and she f- survived. Yeah, and she was and fine. Was, like and, that was. And then like I think the movie should have ended with Justin Long actually like murdering them both and like be like you know what sometimes bad guys finish first you know i thought that would have been a creative ending to go with like the creativeness of the movie yeah and i didn't really care for the actual ending but uh, like the real very end of the movie the very very end but i'm surprised because i I actually like when i learned that bill skarsgård was not the obvious uh antagonist i was excited because i was like oh my gosh this movie is taking a turn that yeah so i was so I disappointed i was like oh i also um i had a really hard time getting on board with the the female character because i was like okay and i was <laughs> so i went over to my parents place on monday night and i was talking about this movie and i was ranting about her because i was like okay this woman is a woman of color but she's acting like a dumb white bitch in a movie in a horror movie okay because that's what is like happens and like horror is that there's all these white people that make really dumb decisions and then they die okay that's like that's like a slasher trope right and usually the people of color are like you know what this is crazy i'm getting out of here but instead so she finds this room with this mattress that is covered in blood with a camera that is facing the mattress and a bloody handprint on the wall and she walks further into the fucking room are you kidding me why would you do that and then she goes down to the sub sub basement and i was like get out of here leave well, she did that because i know he was in danger but yeah. I, to me i would have called the police i would have been like my friends in danger well, there's no the fucking way i would have gone down there she called the police when the guy was chasing her into her car and they were like well we've got other things oh yeah so that's we'll get true there. yeah detroit police i think i thought like i think that um in my mind there was a lot of questions that were mostly answered with logic that i could accept but i mean I agree with you like if I encountered that in an Airbnb that I was in I would be like nope I'm I'm leaving in any way I can well, and I have yeah. not, I owe nothing to this guy so I'm gonna leave but they I like that he asked her to stay while he checked it out just in case the door shut on him so yeah that was yeah. believable because you know so yeah I I don't know I I um I guess it's like okay so you're looking at like Detroit Skid Row you know essentially and this is so i used to live right outside detroit so i actually recognized some of the places that they showed and i was i was like really excited about that because i was like oh my god (laughs) detroit you know um but those houses so i lived about a mile from this road called altar and altar was like the um the like barrier between detroit and gross point basically essentially and i was thinking that I've seen those streets as I've passed by them that look just like that. And it's like, and they're just right past altar. So you like go up a street and you walk, you go down these streets and it's like damaged, burnt houses that are totally abandoned. And all I could think of is, okay, so you walk outside and sure, you don't know at night that it looks the way it does because you can't see anything. It's understandable. Um, it's re- weird. There's no like not a lot of street lights, but whatever, you know. Um, but she walked outside, looked around, and 
if it were me, I would have rushed back in there, gathered all my shit, and then just been like, you know what? I don't care how tired I am. I'm leaving after the interview. There's no way I'm coming back here. And I like, I just couldn't get on board with her because I was like, why would you go back when you've seen this area and it's really fucking scary and creepy and abandoned? You know, like no one's there. Yeah, I agree. I thought, once again, I agree with you. I thought the movie made it look like they had a good enough connection where maybe she was, like, going to come back and, like, yeah. you know. But I will say, I mean, the, the movie should have never happened because if, if I had come to an Airbnb and it was double booked and I had a car, she had a car. Yeah. She had a good job. She had money. I would have been like, you know what? You take it. I'm driving to a hotel. And yeah, I know that they same. said, like, oh, there's a convention in town, so there won't be any rooms. I'd be like, well, I have a car, and it's 2023, so I can drive 30 minutes outside of town and yeah. get a hotel. Oh, you totally. know, like, right. I wouldn't have stayed there. I just wouldn't have. And to there's begin a lot with. of hotels so, around the Detroit area. Well, yeah, like, I, you I not, was, I was you know. like, the people who made that movie were probably banking on most people not having been in Detroit, but I was like, <laughs> There's going to be plenty of places to say. I mean, it's not like Bethlehem at the time of Jesus' birth. (laughs) You know, like, like, there's one hotel that everyone's at. Sorry, there's only five beds. So, you know, like. So I I give that. I forgive it just because they were like, oh, it's raining and there's a convention and okay, fine. But in real life, like, if you you have a car that you drove there in, just take that same car. and And you can get. You know, you can drive anywhere, you know, you can drive 70 miles an hour. So if you have to leave and go 45 minutes outside of town, you're still going to make whatever you have to go to in the morning because you have a car. It's not a horse and buggy. Right. Yeah. You're not you're not relying on Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, public transport, which is notoriously bad. So it's, you know, it's like, I just, I really had, I, I just thought that the decision she made, I guess like from a human level 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 <laughs> a level a human level i empathize with her because of this traumatic you know thing but on a narrative movie level i'm feeling kind of like eh, you're making a lot of really dumb decisions and it's making me feel like not that bad for you because you're being an idiot I mm. guess you know, like it's just. I guess we're on different pages about that because <laughs> I, think I didn't too. think that. Like when I that, really, when I she just, was what, uh, when she escaped and she jumped out the window and that woman like just oh yeah, that barely was, missed her. I was like, oh, my yeah, heart's that was racing. Scary. That like, was scary. I just didn't like it as much as I just really didn't okay. like it. Yeah. yeah, I was really disappointed because I heard a lot of really good things and no, nope. and I I finished it and I went. Ugh what a waste (laughs) so i yeah it just wasn't it wasn't my jam you know yeah i wanted i wanted a psycho i wanted a psycho like you know what i mean i was like i was looking forward to watching bill skarsgård be a psycho and then when i didn't get it i was disappointed so Hmm. that's what i say so i have a would you rather okay (laughs) okay so i have built a little story around this all right so The story is that you are an heiress to a like a billion dollar fortune, mm. and you're it's only you and like one like a parent. So whatever. So the parent passes away, and in their will, they say you will get all this money, you will get all of this, but there's a caveat, and you have to end up marrying one of two people so you have to decide okay Okay. so just to get get into a little bit further my friend just my friend like yelled at me she's like why could you just get to the point and i was like no because i have to i have to explain this okay so you made this up 
this whole thing? I made this okay. up. Okay. So the marriage does not equal sex. It does not equal intimacy. So just, but you are living in the same place What's with this point? person. <laughs> because I think of who the people are. <laughs> so the point of getting married is just so I can inherit a fortune? Exactly. You have to stay married to this person for a year. You can get divorced at the end of that year. But if you do not accept, like if you do not marry this person, you will be destitute. So for destitute. So yeah, like I you can't even get a nothing. job. I mean, you will, you'll just, I mean, you could get a job, but you'll be homeless. You won't have anything. So it's, it is more beneficial for you to get married. Okay. So this, it's just basically like a legal union. No yes. sex. No. I mean, if I want no sex, no intimacy. Right. I mean, you might, I don't know, you might get along. Sure. But, you know, so my question is. Okay. <laughs> and these are the two men. <laughs> Nicholas Cage or Mickey Rourke. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Oh my God. Everyone chooses him. What? Everyone, that's what's so wrong weird. with Nicolas Cage? He's clean. He's youngish. I chose Mickey Rourke. Have you seen him in like comedy movies, like Raising Arizona and stuff? He, I mean, he's yeah, legit. I've seen plenty of his movies. I mean, he's, yeah, he he makes like wacky I movies I, now, but I, I think guess he's I legit. Thought that, that would be a lot harder of a question. I thought, geez, I thought it was going to be something like yes. Hitler or Mussolini. You know, like, <laughs> Hitler or Mussolini. So you choose Mickey Rourke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. I don't know. I there's. To me, Nicolas Cage is too chaotic. I feel like I'd constantly be looking over my shoulder. Not like he'd hurt me. I'd just be like, I'd be like, Nicholas is doing his thing in the shed in the backyard and it's driving me crazy and I can't deal with it right now. And like, but Mickey, I feel like would just be like chill. You I know what like, I mean? I feel like Nicolas Cage would maybe wear like sunglasses to the breakfast table, but I don't think it would be <laughs> this like outrageous situation. I just get the feeling that it would be like I wouldn't be able to handle him after a while after a while I'm like Nicholas you have to leave okay are you when's your next movie that you're going on set to film is it soon because you need to go <laughs> okay but I need to get my billion dollars so don't come back too soon because I gotta make it a year babe all right bye <laughs> like I just but I feel like with Mickey Rourke I'd be like hey Mick what's up you know chilling I feel like Nicholas Cage Smoking is maybe the most chill like he's super chill I've never seen I him just chaotic. don't get that vibe, really? Yeah, he's he's like so he's just kind of like he's so neurotic, but I don't think he's chaotic. Oh man, I think he's Have you ever seen like Face Off or yeah. Con Air? No? Or, or yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I get I get major chaos like huh. I well, I mean I I know that he bought like a bunch of like insane things and went like bankrupt because of it or something like that. So to me like I just I just get <laughs> I just get the vibe that he would be super chaotic and I'd be really overwhelmed and I wouldn't be able to deal with him. Interesting. Yeah. So this isn't even a hard choice for you. Like no. you already came at this with choosing Mickey Rourke. Um No, I think I struggled a little bit, but yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. It was a pretty easy <laughs> choice for me. I just I guess assumed that a lot more people would be on my side, but I've asked like five other people Mickey and Rourke. all of them said Nicolas Cage. Here, I'm gonna tell you the basis. Like Mickey Rourke seems like sticky to me. Like, maybe he doesn't bathe. Oh, yeah. But Nicolas Cage seems clean. And yeah. that is a big, like, that's a big factor. Like, clean versus dirty is uh, mainly, like, what drives most of my decisions. 
<laughs> no, I mean, so. I get it. I get it. I've stayed in places like a motel that was really dirty that like the floor hadn't been vacuumed and maybe it was probably like two months. I wish I was exaggerating, but you could literally see the dirt covering and it was Ew. disgusting. It was in Detroit, actually. Mm. So well, you should have stayed don't in stay an at Airbnb. the Quality Inn <laughs> near the airport because it sucks. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought this would be a way harder question and it's not and everyone has asked everyone has answered Nicolas Cage like that's so and that's so interesting to me because I guess my brain doesn't work that way you know like I don't know (laughs) well the brain wants what the brain wants I guess (laughs) I just thought it would be I thought maybe you of all people in the world would answer differently and you have not you not let unique. me down for the last time. <laughs> no, yeah. Also, he's a Coppola, so maybe he could introduce me to like Jason, oh, shit, Jason really Schwartzman cool. and maybe like Wes Anderson and Sophia Coppola. And, you know, I would like to meet all those people and that maybe have Thanksgiving cool. with them. That would be fun. That would be really neat. Yeah. So and I'll come. I'll visit you with Mickey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll bring over Mr. I Rourke. I told Nicholas what you said about him. I love really Nicholas Cage. Feelings. I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> please leave me and my husband alone. <laughs> uh, there's like a whole uh, episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Andy and um, Holt's um, partner, uh, husband, are, are like at a safe house and they and all Andy has is um, Nicholas Cage movies. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, <laughs> like, and, and, Holt's husband is, you know, he's uptight like him. His name is Kevin Cosner. Cosner. Cosner, yeah. Dances with wolves. (laughs) Um, And so, like, he ended up watching a bunch of them because they didn't have anything to do. They were there for, like, months and months, you know. And at the end, Andy's like, oh, well, we didn't watch, uh, you know, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. And, um, And Kevin's like, what do you mean, Captain Corelli's Mandolin? And he's like, there was a movie about a mandolin, but you made me watch all this crap. And he was like, and Andy's like, well, it's based after a dumb book. Like, who cares? And he's like, what? It's based after a book. And just, <laughs> I never saw that movie. I know Christian Bale and Penelope Cruz are in it, yeah, though. I saw yeah. it. Christian Bale? I thought it was Keanu Reeves. No, I think it's Christian I Bale. I saw it. Now I have to look. Baby Bale. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's been a long time. I barely remembered it. I thought it was, I think it was bad. It was bad? Yeah. Was it like Legends of the Fall? I mean, I think it was just like, yeah, like Legends of the Fall bad. (laughs) All right. Are you ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it. All right. So I have to. I have to know. I have to ask. You have to ask. I have to ask. Kind of. It's like a multi. It's a. It's a multi-tiered question. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first part is, what did you think of this compared to the first movie, and what did you think of the movie in general? So both of those all at once. Yes. Okay. Number one, I loved it. Fun from beginning to end. Great. Two thumbs up. Really loved it. So much better than the first one. The first one doesn't even have to exist. This one should have just come out as the first one. Loved it. Everything about it. It was so fun. It was exactly what I thought the first one was going to be and was disappointed that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe like 
you watching Barbarian, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fair. I expected something better. And I know that this is, I am in the minority because everybody I know that has seen Knives Out has liked it, except maybe you, you didn't really like it, did you? Um, I, you were okay with it. I did like, I, well, see, the thing is I did like it, and then you started showing, like, pointing oh. out all these inconsistencies, and I was like, oh, well, damn. So, yes, I guess is the overall answer, but okay, it, yeah. no, it definitely was not the best movie. Well, I thought this one was so fun, and I really enjoyed it, and I was actually not excited about watching it. Like, I was kind of, like, having, like, a petulant little piss, pissy <laughs> I do fit. that shit all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch Glass Onion. I don't want to do it. And then I turned it on, and I was like say what now so i liked it a lot and it's better than the first one by leaps and bounds and the story is better and simpler and clearer and the characters are fun and sort of unlikable but likable at the same time and Mm -hmm. i thought daniel craig really shined in his role and it's just all around i I would i like it what what did you think what Um, are your answers to those questions i so i would say as far as daniel craig's uh role in both of these movies he plays the same character benoit um blanc blanc (laughs) i almost said benoit balls benoit balls (laughs) yes i believe that's a blink 182 song i think it's a a sex toy yeah Mm -hmm. it is i just lost my bottle cap there you go thank Um, you you're welcome so I think his his uh, performance in both is very consistent. I think he did a great job in both of them. Um, I agree with you. I think that Glass Onion is a lot of fun, and I really, really liked it. And I like it pulled me in immediately, and I was like into it the entire time. And I would be like, and I'd even do stuff like, what? No, I can't believe this happened. You know what I mean? There were so. things in it that made me laugh out loud in a good way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like the Jeremy so- Renner hot. <laughs> sauce when they showed the label i was like come on this is amazing i love it um thank god i heard jeremy renner's uh doing better after his uh accident so that's good i read an article today that talked about how he got like sucked into the tread oh my god i can't even it it sounded awful like his chest was like crushed oh anyway but yeah i think he's that would be so sad he's such a like he seems like he's a cool dude he does um yeah, I, I really, I think that really the only thing I didn't like about this movie is that it had COVID in it. I thought that that was <laughs> unnecessary. And I'm finding myself that I do not like when they do that. Because, you know, I've said this before and I will say it again, but I do not want to be pulled into a movie that I have also, like, a, a, about a thing I've also experienced like the pandemic, you know? And it's like, and the way... <clears throat> And the way that this movie was done, I feel like they co- could have totally, completely eliminated that. And um, and it, it's just kind of like, I don't, I really don't want to watch a movie about the pandemic, you know? And I know that it's not about the pandemic, but it has it in it. And to me, it takes me out of the movie just a little bit, you know? I tend to agree with you when, like, 99.99% of the time, I'm like, no, I don't, like, we've talked about, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch a movie about the COVID about the COVID, about the pandemic, because we lived through it. This movie, I think I agree with you as well. It's totally arbitrary. Like, they could remove the COVID storyline whatsoever. But this movie, actually, I thought, including pandemic scenes, just kind of accentuated what kind of, like, like 
narcissistic assholes they are. Where, oh like, yeah, like, like Bertie with her mask. Yeah, she had like her a, non- a mesh mask. mask. And um, she's like, I can finally but, breathe. And I was like, and she was able to breathe the whole damn time. And she was throwing a party. And, and she's like, no, they're all in my pod. Like, you know. Right. And then um, and then oh, they that's were like, right. I didn't even think that she was throwing yeah, a party in the middle then, of the pandemic. And yeah. then um, then later she's like, we can't let the news get out that we were all at this party during the like a, a congresswoman or a senator or whatever she was. Uh, what what's her name was? Oh, Catherine Hans character, Hans character was, was like. You can, I can't, can't get out that I went to a, a party in the middle of a pandemic. So stuff like that made it worthwhile for them to have Claire. a COVID story. Claire. Yeah. Made it worthwhile for them to have a COVID storyline because it, it drew some of their motivations and it showed yeah. some of their characterization. Yeah. But the reason I'm okay with it is because the pandemic stuff ended within the first like seven minutes. That's true. They got That's to true. the dock. And I'm, yeah. I was really annoyed when they're like, can we hug each other? And I'm like, just hug each other. Stop with this <laughs> pandemic nonsense. So I was getting I kind know. of annoyed at like the social distancing distancing jokes because i was like come on well like and you're but, all gonna be together in this place yeah so, you're all going you know. you're going to a weekend getaway but anyway and then like a, in a blink and you'll miss it role ethan hawk showed up and it inoculated all of them that was ethan hawk yeah okay that was <laughs> and he him. was never in it again so okay, i was like so i was like because as i was watching and i was like is that ethan hawk and i was like no i don't think that's him but then i was like it might be is it really i'm not that i don't believe you but i don't and anyway so and then he gave them this like mystery that's crazy mystery vaccine or whatever and they were all fine and then there was no other like nobody cared about the pandemic anymore and so that was totally fine with me yeah so i think they used (laughs) it as like a story (laughs) they used it as a storytelling technique yeah to show some characters and i thought if you're gonna put it in there this movie is maybe the only piece of media i've seen that has put it put the pandemic in it in a way that i i yeah forgive but i do agree with you it could it is it's not like the they could have just made it i mean quarantine they could have made it they could have they could have done anything else because just having Claire could have just been like, I can't be seen at a party with all these people when right. I'm trying to run for office. You know, they could have changed. They could have tweaked everything to just especially like not the men's have the pandemic. Rights. Yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I oh, oh yeah, I I like that there was like a bunch of little cameos they had. Um, let's see, they had Stephen Sondheim, Natasha Leone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Serena Williams, oh, Yo-Yo Masi, I would never even know that, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the hourly dong, apparently oh, voice. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and then they also had uh, Angela Lansbury. Oh, yeah, she was, yeah. In, she was on the Zoom call with <laughs> yeah, when and he was in his bathroom. And Hugh like, Grant, He's obviously. just, like, hanging, he's, like, hanging out with, like, Angela Lansbury and, like, Natasha Le- Like, what an odd, like, group of people, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, wasn't, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the on the Zoom call too. I don't remember. I don't remember probably. either. I only recognize Angel Lambert and Natasha Leone, so mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, Me too. now obviously as I'm looking them up, I'm like, oh well, that was so and so. So, but yeah, and then yeah, Hugh Grant too was in it for and like. They're like <laughs> supposed to be married. I read. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of like. I always kind of thought that maybe Benoit was gay. Um, he kind of gave me that vibe. But then when he was wearing like the uh, what a little ascot, whatever mm-hmm. you know that like Fred wears and Scooby do yeah is that an ascot is that what it's called i think so uh, yeah and i was like okay yeah this is solidifying my theory a little bit more and then when i saw hugh grant i was like okay so i was right <laughs> yeah that's what i thought yeah um so let's see i have a bunch of so i love that andy like this is the first time we're introduced to her 
she has that puzzle box yeah and she's like just staring at it and then we go see her get safety goggles which i appreciate safety first (laughs) and she and a hammer and she just like smashes the shit out of it because i think i would have tried to solve the puzzle and of course like ben was like oh they were puzzles for children and i was like i don't know i want to get some of those puzzles you know? i was thinking the same thing like <laughs> it was like for children um some of them some of them were like mathy like i know you, you had to like solve them with math and well and, like lionel was like oh you turn this one north i'd be like yeah. well great i don't know where north is so right. i'm fucked <laughs> you know like <laughs> Someone give me a damn compass. <laughs> like I'd be like, like I know, like if I was on the phone with him and he'd be like, turn it north, I'd be like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like a, it's like your GPS when they're like, turn south down um, Broadway Normal Street, and you're like, which, which way is south? <laughs> Can you just say left or right? Can you just say straight or go back? Or can you just tell me great? <laughs> you know, like I don't need I don't need to know a geographical location. Okay, I need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what does this mean? What does this mean? GPS. I don't know. I'm hyper tonight. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, I I didn't think that, but I felt that it was it was telling that Blanc, as an investigator, would know what would call them children's puzzles yeah well yeah Yeah. of course because yeah and then he figured out the murder mystery right away oh so we should talk we should discuss that oh yeah the plot so the plot is that this guy miles has sent a bunch of uh puzzle boxes to his friends and in the puzzle box once they solve all the puzzles is an invitation to his island it's a greek island and They'll go there, spend the weekend, and it's like a murder mystery. So he's like, I'm so excited. I get to like do this murder, and then everyone's going to figure out what it is. So he ends up... So (laughs) what ends... Well, okay. Actually, you know what? I think I'm just going to leave it like that, and then we can just discuss it. Because I don't want to... Okay. So Benoit figures out the puzzle or the, the murder right away, which I was like, okay, that's impressive. And Miles was so mad. And like... Have I ever told you that my parents almost named my sister Miles? No. <laughs> but they didn't want to because of our last name because it would sound like Miles per gallon. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like it. I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, so... um, That would be a cute name for a girl. Miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're cute. Her name's cute, Shelby. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty unique name. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so... Anyway, so he he figures it out right away, and and Miles is super pissed. And I don't know, did, and I'm wondering. Okay, did you pick up on Miles like miss saying all those words? Because I did not until he pointed mm-hmm. it out. No, you didn't, I didn't either. No. Okay, I was wondering if it was like one of those things because I kind of tend to do the same thing, like tra- travesty and tragedy is tragedy. You know, it's a mm-hmm. tragedy, um, and or something like that. But with with that, like, and then he pointed out how he'd like mispronounce all these words or like said them something like differently. Would, like, I thought that, that was really new funny. Words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he would use words in place that like didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like they sounded right, but they didn't like logically sound. You know, like the meaning wasn't. Um, and I thought that that was funny. And I just like I don't know if you agree with this, but I thought the glass onion building was so ugly i mm-hmm. hated it yeah me i too. hated it so much i was like here's this beautiful greek island and then you have this 
eyesore yeah, of this like pretty, giant. Was, I think it was ostentatious <laughs> and it was supposed to be that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't well, supposed I mean, to be had, a beautiful piece of architecture. No, no. Like, because I was actually looking to see what kind of like what the artists were that he had in there. Um, and some of them were like $150 million. And also there's the, the Mona Lisa, which I have a lot to say about that because that was like that hurt my soul <laughs> okay that hurt my soul it hurt my heart i will never recover <laughs> so um <clears throat> i was actually maybe you can answer this okay like i know that the mona lisa has some inherent value placed on it by people and i'm just wondering what makes the mona lisa so much more special than other work from that time because i i I don't really understand why it is it is like a paragon of art and why it's so revered. I mean, and I'm not it's not an indictment. I appreciate art and I think art should be revered, but I'm just I don't actually know why the Mona Lisa is so special. So I think there's a couple things. And I learned this from drunk history, so just take this with a grain of salt. Um one thing that happened, well there's a couple things. I think that the way that she's painted, well he he mentioned the brush jokes. Yeah, he had mentioned the brush jokes. So I don't know how true that is. It probably is. Um, but I also think it's like the way that her face looks like she's kind of always looking at you. Or you're not really kind of sure like what is that a smile? Is that not a smile? Like, you know what I mean? And I always kind of got the vibe like she was like she knew like a secret and mm -hmm. like this was like she was just like <laughs> guess what <laughs> you're never gonna know you know and so you're like well Mona Lisa told me like what's going on girl spill that tea girl um but also in I want to say it was like the 1930s it was a painting that was really not famous at all and was pretty much like ignored and disregarded and I think it was in France that this was located Maybe. It may have not been in France. I'm not sure. Anyway, there was a man that ended up stealing the painting. He was an Italian man, and he had it for years and years and years before either he gave it up or someone found out about it. I'm not, I can't quite remember. And basically, I think that him stealing this painting kind of solidified it in history as being a very important painting. Hmm. So, that's my theory. Interesting. And I mean, I... I mean, if you're going to go by like the Da Vinci Code, they talk about how the landscapes on uh, the landscape on either side of her is not even, and that has like some symbolic meaning to like the feminine mystique. And and you know, it's obviously fiction, so we don't really know whether or not that's true. But um, I always appreciate kind of like anything like that because I'm like it just you know, and that that's my theory. Oh, okay. And, and I know that Leonardo Da Vinci was an, a very very highly intelligent man and was like creating things that were so so far in the future he was like a be you know beyond his time you know so a renaissance man yeah i think it was just i think it's not just that it's just a random woman but i think that there's just so much like just kind of like a mystery behind it you know what i mean it's it's a painting that has and and it's also <clears throat> I was also like painted over. So there was like an original Mona Lisa and then I think Leonardo da Vinci painted over it again to like make it more brighter or whatever. So hmm. there I think there's a lot of layers to it. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. cool that answers so that's, my question. That's what I know from yeah. my limited art history knowledge. That's what I that's what I know. Mm -hmm. And also no, thanks cool. to drunk history. So yeah. <laughs> Hey there, Derek Waters, what up? <laughs> Come back with more drunk history. I love that show. <laughs> no, they canceled it. It's not going to go on. 
Um, <clears throat> okay. Hey, so I had a question for you. Dave, Dave Bautista's head, he had all those cuts. Do you think that was from wrestling? Could be. It's like <laughs> blading? Yeah. I don't know. I, it like they were scarred over. Yeah, there was like a bunch of them, like yeah, little rows probably, of like that's scars. Where I yeah. think usually like the high forehead is where they cut themselves with right. lasers. Because yeah. it wasn't like around. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. actually his hairline. Um, so what did you think? Do you think that um, actually? Okay, so I have one thing I have to say. Sure. So Duke, who's played by Dave Bautista. He has his gun on him all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, goes in the water, and then he shoots the yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. So that's not how that works, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I think once the gunpowder gets wet, it doesn't really work, right? And I that's think such a trope that I fucking hate. Well, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I don't know enough about modern-day guns. I think historically... Yes, you you shouldn't get a gun wet, but I don't know, like a modern day gun may have like a fail safe for maybe a brief time in water. I'm not sure. I don't know. To me, it seems like it wouldn't work. I didn't think, I mean, I was thinking that as well, but then I thought it would be, I don't know. But I also think maybe just for like comedy, they had him be like, I never take it off. Literally, he never takes it off. He went (laughs) in the pool with it, you know? Yeah. So I don't mind it. Also, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe there is some like modern gun craftsmanship that make them slightly watertight or something. And maybe I don't I doubt it, but I don't know. Yeah, it it seems like like it's a cell phone. Like like, you don't get it wet. You have that rule. You know, the golden rule. Don't get it wet. If you're thinking about it with like real world logic, it, it probably I would never say like take your gun swimming with you, right? But in the movie world, I I accepted it because of the comedy of him just always having it, right? And he had it in a holster like over his penis, so it's like <laughs> his his gun is his dick basically. Yeah, there was uh, that n- not quite subtlety there. Um, well, and and you know he ends up being like re- revealed as being a ma- male rights like streamer, and I was well, like, yikers! It's revealed pretty early on when they show him streaming, and he's talking about like how women need to. Catch up with men and stuff uh, yeah, so, yeah. You know? yeah yeah and yeah i so i was wondering what did you think about whiskey the girlfriend i i mean i thought she was kind of bland and i don't know like i liked her she surprised me i thought she wasn't i thought she was like maybe not that smart or something and then when she was talking to andy andy who's actually helen um I and she was like, Oh, I read the transcripts, blah, blah blah. Like, I don't think they treated you right. I was like, Okay, I, I like this girl. And she she was using what was at her disposal, which is like her sexuality, to get things that she wanted. And I was kinda like, All right, I you know, hey, <laughs> girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do, I guess. You know. I I think that she was cool. I kinda wish there was been more about her. I liked her. She was like she was one of those like little characters where I was like Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I did think it was, yeah, I I thought it was pretty, t- like, well, I guess you find out that Batista didn't, Duke, played by Batista, didn't really, he knew what was going on between him, like, Whiskey and Miles the whole time. But at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie, I was like, they're really hanging on each other in front of Duke, and, like, yeah. they don't seem to really be hiding it, but then it comes out that, like, he, right. well, cause he's he like was watching using her them. to yeah. use to get... Because he wanted a spot on, like, Alpha News, which, like, it was at, like, a YouTube channel, like, a YouTube I channel wasn't even type really, thing. Sh- yeah, it was but, something like that. But Miles was, like, Miles, played by Edward Norton, was, like, 
well, I can't put you on it because of your views and stuff, and it would reflect badly on me, you know. Which, like, respect, I get it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Edward Norton's character is a piece of shit, but... Um, so, I hadn't... I had, like, immediately noticed this, and I don't know if it was just because it was tucked behind her ear, but, like, Andy, Helen Andy, I noticed that her hair seemed like it was cut uneven, and it made me wonder if, like... For, okay, for some reason, when... Benoit told her that he knew someone who could cut her hair. I assumed it was his husband. I yeah, don't know could why. be. Like, yeah. I kind of just, like, job. right, like, I was, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, maybe, you know, like, maybe the husband has just, like, a little bit of limited knowledge about hair care or whatever, and he, because then I noticed it, and I was, like, oh, it looks like that's unevenly cut, and if you're, like, a high power, you know, CEO or whatever, you're going to get nice haircuts, you know what I mean? You can afford it. Mm-hmm. So... I was well, like, she's huh. not a CEO. She was kicked out. Right. That's true. But, you know, I mean, still, you're, you're going to assume that she's going to go get haircut. She's not going to get it from like a, you know, some random. A gay British whatever. man. A gay British man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was he British in this? Uh, they didn't really talk about him, but I thought he had an accent. I mean, oh, maybe he did. Clearly didn't. Hugh Grant's voice. <laughs> yes, that's very true. It was very much Hugh Grant's voice. Um, so. Okay, so um, what did you think of Birdie? I liked Birdie. I liked Birdie a lot. I like Kate Hudson. I like I, I like, like her airheaded nature. I I really liked how she <laughs> she was just I don't know. She was just kind of fun. I thought she was fun. She was like I had like a love hate thing about her. Like I was like she so she didn't seem to understand what sweatshops were. Am I right yeah, about that? Yeah, like her, her, so it came out that the sweatpants that she was manufacturing uh, and making a fortune off of were being uh, sewn in a sweatshop in Bangladesh. Right. And Miles was like, he wanted her to do a statement to the police or to the press taking full responsibility. So nothing, because he was her financial backer. Right. And he didn't want any, you know, like, red tape on him or any bad fallout for him so he wanted her to take the fall and then he would obviously reciprocate with something like pay her or something he, he you said know, like a like, hundred million yeah. it was like and a so, lot yeah and so she was like it's fine i'll take the fall for it and her assistant was like please tell me you don't think a sweatshop is where sweatpants <laughs> are made so yeah she didn't even know what she was taking the fall for yeah because she had like the private she had the private phone and she mm-hmm. sent a email back which uh, Catherine Hunt, Cl- Claire's character had later said something that was like very reminiscent of the whole like Hillary. Wow. My goodness. That's I powerful. Hit my mic very hard. Uh, the whole Hillary email scandal, you know? Mm-hmm. And she said something about like, I'm a politician. I don't respond to anything in an email that yeah. I wouldn't want on the cover of like New York Times or whatever. And I was like, That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Should have started that at birth. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but then, you know, Birdie had the response that she had sent to the person who had sent her an email and they were like, Hey, by the way, this is a sweatshop. And she goes, Sounds good. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. And it was like, so what was her 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 buddy Peg? Peg. Um <clears throat> Peg, yeah. I mean, 
it really yeah like birdie was very airheaded and then she like <laughs> the whole thing about how she had tweeted something um with the word jewy in it and she thought that it yeah. was a term for like someone who's cheap and they were like you use the word jew <laughs> like what jewy you said it was jewy right, and it was like she's just she She's obviously a, a caricature. Yeah, for of, sure. She's very like you know, an archetype, like archetypical. Kind of, yeah, yeah, like caricatures of real people that we've encountered in the last few years. The, right, you know, right, right. like the man, uh, the man's rights guy, the the unwoke person who just sort of says all kinds of offensive things and thinks it's okay. Seriously, yeah. The politician who makes bad choices, you mm-hmm. know, the the CEO who's an asshole. So, yeah. Yeah, really big asshole. I thought that so the whole thing hinged on the fact that Andy had this formula for this company that her and Miles started years before that. Right. And she wrote it on a napkin and he claimed because he and he wanted to invest in this energy that was like hydrogen energy called clean with a k Mm -hmm. and he took it to her and they were both ceos of this company and she was like no this is this is unstable energy this is dangerous this is bad so she was made of hydrogen hydrogen, yeah Yeah. like the hindenburg Right. right and um so he changed the rules in their business and like basically pushed her out as ceo and he took over and then she found, and then he had all the friends that, all the friends in this movie at court say the shitheads. That, uh, all the shitheads say <laughs> yeah. that he was the one who originally wrote on the napkin. And right. It was his original idea. And then he miraculously found it. Right. Well, they they say had, that later. He had the napkin. Right. Like, they were, they, he rewrote, he recreated right, his napkin. I, that's what I'm saying. Like he had like suddenly, all of a sudden had it, you know? And yeah. yeah and then, and then. Like conveniently Andy so. And found the original napkin. Right. And threatened them. She sent them all an email with a picture that's like, I found the original napkin and you guys are going to pay. So Miles kills her. Mm-hmm. And her twin sister, Helen, goes to Blanc and she's like, Andy got this invitation to go to Miles's party like two days after she died, but I don't think she committed suicide. I think she was murdered. And so then that's when like the caper sort of happens and, and Blanc shows up at the island and Miles is like, I didn't invite you. Why are you here? And Blanc's like, hmm, could somebody have invited me? He's like, it is a mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so Miles is like, fine, I love you Daniel can Daniel like deep southern. Yeah, he did <laughs> a really good job. He's and good, I yeah. like when, when Miles is like, we're all having kombucha. Do you want some? And he's like, well, I'm on vacation, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love And uh, I like how he's he's like a Columbo type where nothing gets past him. And you don't really know that things, nothing gets past him until the end when he just right. like, well, especially he when he solved the out. murder mystery like the, immediately. Yeah. So which, Miles, inv- so why do you think Miles invited all of his friends to this murder mystery? Like, was he planning on killing Batista because Batista was saw him leaving the the crime scene, or what was the whole? Or was it just supposed to be a fun murder mystery? I doubt. I kind of feel like it might be a mixture of like a couple things so like a, a fun murder i mean it, it genuinely seemed like he was very excited for the murder mystery because he paid jillian flynn to do it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean oh i didn't even catch that i didn't realize that yeah, yeah. he said i paid jillian flynn to do this whole thing for me and blanc solved it in like what half a day right right and they were supposed well, to spend the whole weekend you know he <laughs> Was he watching Gone Girl too? And he's like, "No, I know what happens here." 
<laughs> oh no, I say, I say. <laughs> oh, wait, that's. I am telling you, this woman is not what she says she is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do a good impression. Thank you. It's like partial Daniel Craig and partial Kelsey Grammer from this movie that I saw with oh, I Shia, it was Shiloh Fernandez. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> No, no, there's like a, it was like a Shiloh Fernandez movie with like, um, some girl in it from Little Pretty Little Liars. Um, it wasn't very good. I don't even really remember what happened because I stopped paying attention about halfway through. It was more like background noise. But he had like a deep southern accent. He oh was boy. like, now see here, son. Oh boy. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely interesting than Frasier, who's, you know. From um, Seattle. <clears throat> from Seattle, yeah. So I think, yes, it's partially because Miles was very excited about this. Because, I mean, he obviously paid a lot of money for it. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think that it's maybe was to keep tabs on his friends. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I think, to um, hurt them or kill them. But I think that the opportunity presented itself once uh, Duke had seen on his what was it his Google alerts or whatever that yeah that uh, Andy was Andy found had dead. found dead of suicide you know or it's apparent suicide so um, the Andy at the party was her twin sister right Helen. right so yeah. he was like oh shit something's not right here and then you know Duke was about to tell everyone and he's like can't have that I, I mean I think a lot of that a lot of Miles' motives were um, as Benoit had pointed out very stupid mm-hmm. you know which I yeah. loved mm-hmm. I loved how much he was like no it's just that you're an idiot yeah like he's pointing out all the stuff he's like this is so stupid it's so stupid it's he's so like stupid. this is dumb this is, only an idiot could come up with this i was just like this is this is great because i'm sure that miles thinks that he's like the creme oh, de la creme yeah. he's the smartest man alive you know i mean he's a well he stole the narcissist. idea he stole the idea yeah. from andy so even yeah. the, the company wasn't even his original idea no, no he he couldn't even make his own murder mystery he had to hire it out no and then yeah. the real murder that he committed he wasn't even creative enough you know to do that right and then he wasn't even creative like he well he, he would have gotten away with it if benoit if it hadn't wasn't been for there. those yeah. kids it's when, yeah exactly and their damn dog <laughs> what is it there? scooby-doo <laughs> yeah you meddling kids oh they don't say the dog they just say meddling kids that's I right thought, yeah i've seen a lot of scooby-doo i don't know why i don't know that like a lot of scooby-doo in fact they're making a velma a show and um, I will probably be watching it because the last time they did Velma, they did her dirty and I was very disappointed. They made her very creepy and like very sexually aggressive. It was like, this is not Velma, folks. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, um, <clears throat> but and that was like 2012, I want to say they had that recent. It was pretty recent, fairly recent. This Anyway, um, yeah, so. Yeah, so Miles can't even wait for clear to be cleared, I guess, for, you know, for consumption by consumers. And he's like, just like, he doesn't even care that it's like, it's, it's like a hydrogen based item. Like pure hydrogen. Right, like pure hydrogen. And then, you know, we have the Hindenburg, which like, I think Claire mentions it, mm-hmm. and because he said his whole house is powered by clear, like everything, right? Is right. So, like one spark accidentally, it's going to destroy everything. Yeah. And um, I have to say, and I know this is kind of skipping forward, but this kind of irritated me because it was like 
really movie-fied. So the glass onion explodes and all the people are in there and yet none of them are even remotely injured. I wrote that in my notes. I thought, I was like, I thought the hydrogen explosion would be much more devastating. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, at least I some of them would them, die. Well, the movie sets it up that I thought all of them would die because they right. made it so blunt. So Andy, or Helen, who's playing Andy, she leaves she's or they they think they've sh- like miles has shot her but she right, survived right. which is this is a trope but i think it worked in this movie because i did not see it coming <laughs> right the di- no, her I sister's either. diary in the pocket in her pocket stopped the bullet so she didn't actually die but right. they poured jeremy runner's hot sauce on it <laughs> when i say i laughed out loud i like so i did take a quick aside and then i'm gonna jump back in okay earlier in the movie um Miles says to Blanc, he's like, yeah, you like that hot sauce? Because Blanc, he says, like, the funniest phrase, and I can't, it was, like, something like, what was it? Like, by the beard of Zeus, that's her maker, man. I can't, anyway, I can't remember, he says some yeah. funny southern phrase. <laughs> right, he's like, oh, this is very spicy. And, yeah, he's like, that's hot. And uh, Edward Norton Miles says, like, oh, you like that? That's uh, Jeremy Renner's small batch hot sauce. He sends me pallets of it every year. And that's the joke. Which and you're is like, insane because a pallet is a huge amount of right. hot sauce. But it's like, oh, wow, that's funny that he's so rich that he has all these eccentric things. Right. And then later in the movie, oh, he's like, you can take a bottle if you want. Right. Later in the movie, Andy gets shot, but the book stops the bullet. And he's and he gets an idea for her to pretend to be dead still. Right. And he pulls the bottle out of his pocket. <laughs> and it's a good tie-in, but then they show a close-up of the label, and it's like a drawing of Jeremy Renner's face. And it just about killed me, because I think that joke <laughs> is so funny. Something like that never gets old, because it's like, here's a celebrity who loves himself so much that he puts his face <laughs> on his own sauce. And I think Jeremy Renner seems like a cool guy. I'm just saying, in right, the movie right, universe, right, right, you know what right, I mean? It's yeah. like... And so uh, it's like in the B movie where like Ray Liotta has a brand of honey and it's like Ray Liotta private select and they're going through the. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. only seen B movie once. You're talking about the Jerry the Seinfeld. The B-E-E movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, the uh, one that the ever, like the entire internet finds problematic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so. It's kind of a strange story, but go on. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, so. The, she's gone she's not in the she's not in the glass on you in the building mm-hmm. and then benoit blanc does that whole soliloquy about everything all the setup being so stupid and ill thought out and, mm-hmm. and and then he like leaves he leaves right and so the two characters that you definitely want to survive that are like the good guys quote unquote are not in the building and then the spark falls or whatever whatever happens like i can't remember exactly what it no, is so so oh yeah helen she threw, is there helen is there because yeah, she throws the hydrogen like because uh benoit gives her it he like yeah shakes her hand and he gives her the hydrogen and she throws it into the fire which makes everything explode that's right and right. then she can but she gets out right because claire's like oh my gosh this is gonna be like the hindenburg or whatever she says hindenburg and then there's this like calm before the storm quiet yeah. and i thought oh they're all gonna die because the two good people have escaped the building <laughs> right right but then they're all just fine it's the barely an explosion no they like like it's, the air should the air should be on fire oh yeah i mean they're well they should be have like a million cuts from falling glass yeah, like yeah the, and not only that not only is glass falling down but it's all over the floor yeah like there you cannot tell me you cannot tell me that there's not one person that did not get a major cut from falling yeah glass. well like, also I, it should be an inferno yeah no i mean I it, definitely yeah it, it seems she seemed like 
when she was throwing that in there, I was like, I was like, yes. But at the same time, I was like, girl, you are about to kill everyone. Yeah. And then when everyone was just like, I'm fine. I'm just a little, mm-hmm. I, I'm just a little dirty from the fire and the ash. It's like. Which I prefer. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad they lived because then obviously, and then uh, Helen press the button that my like miles is so pompous that he didn't want to look at the he's borrowing the mona lisa from the louvre louvre is how he pronounced it yeah i never louvre. i always thought it was louvre but anyway he's he like he's borrowing the mona lisa and they put like extreme security around it with like like oh, an extreme glass case around it but he's so narcissistic that he didn't want to look at it through glass so he like circumvented their security and created like this button that he could just open the glass right <laughs> And so, obviously, his pompousness in the end comes to naught because, uh, you know, like Helen presses the button right before she runs out, right? So that the and the Mona glass Lisa is gets- incredibly sensitive, which yeah. is which. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed it that the um, I called it the cage that it was over the Mona Lisa had stopped working right before Miles destroyed the piece of paper of Cassandra's right before he lit it. Light, lit the napkin on fire but it closed when he as soon as he but like it wasn't opening and closing it was just staying closed you know what I, versus before it was like open close open close open close and yeah, i noticed when that he, it just stayed when closed. he had the lighter and he lit the napkin it made it close right but it should have opened again because as you as you're watching the movie you can hear it opening and closing and opening you and closing you can hear it closing a bunch of, i don't know if i ever noticed it like opening well yeah i guess there's not really but you can but either way you should have been hearing it close 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 you know because of this is i don't maybe I this, is something, maybe this is something you didn't pick up but i no, picked up because i mean you see you see it clo- like it opening or it closing over and over and over and over and over again is like a big part of the movie so you know right. that something is coming but I thought that they kept showing it when, like, they were breaking the glass and stuff. Yeah, but they weren't showing it, like, closing continuously. Like, it was just closed. That's... Oh. Yeah. I thought that that was weird because it seemed like that shouldn't have been happening. And it seemed like someone forgot about that. Like, just the directors. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? I don't know if someone forgot or it if they thought it would be to too much. Because right. I think it was starting to become too much. And they and then when they were walking around Blake breaking all those vases, I felt like it showed it a couple times, but it didn't show it a ton, probably because they'd already showed it a ton. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was an artistic choice to not bog down the story with like fast cuts over and over. Because after a while, I was like, I, yeah. I'm getting really tired of this. Yeah, I can understand. You that. Know? But I just noticed that I didn't hear. I didn't hear it, and that's what I was like. And I that that I caught on to like, that. And the I was sound, like, huh. the sound effect not happening. Probably maybe somebody did. Maybe that is like a lazy. Yeah, because I was wondering because it started getting really intense, and I noticed, and. <clears throat> And I noticed little sounds like that. Yeah. That I didn't notice. I didn't hear it closing, yes, closing, that's closing. A good point. So, yeah. So they, they could have still had the sound effect without showing it. So maybe that is like they, somebody yeah. fell behind. Yeah. yeah that's I'm a good telling point. You. That's a I'm good telling point. You, something was not right there. And I was like, mm, this isn't, this should have been, we should have been hearing it close. Cause I, First of all, I hate this. I hate the like phone sound. I hate that. Like, turn your fucking phone, your notifications on silent. Yeah, Damn that it. was really annoying. Please. I think for a reason. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then we would hear like so it'd be like ding, clamp, ding, clamp, ding, clamp. You know, so it was like every time. And so I, I just, I started to notice like, 
huh, that sound's not there. And every time someone made a noise, like they stepped wrong or too loudly and it'd be like, like, so it was, you know, I mean, it was incredibly sensitive. Um, But I, despite, (laughs) I know it's fiction, but it just kills my (laughs) little like historical art history loving heart because I was like, not the Mona Lisa. You know, like I was like, no, like slow motion, you know, and then she destroyed it. But it did feel like poetic justice because she says to Miles, now you'll forever be known with like, or what was it like your name and the Mona Lisa's name will be ever known like synonymously or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, but like for all the wrong reasons. And that was what they did so good. was you're just like, yeah, fuck you, Miles, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) I really liked that tie in because at the beginning he'd be like, I want to be known as someone whose name is said in the same sentence that you say the Mona Lisa in. Right. And then he got his wish. But it's because, (laughs) you know, nobody's going to invest in your product right. because it's unstable and you're gonna lose everything and, right like, and now <laughs> your friends are like wait a second i remember that he didn't actually do the napkin i did see the original napkin right. that andy did you right. know yeah and i know i like that i mean it's kind of a bunch of a bunch of spineless assholes that were like oh i guess i did see that after all and it's like so you lied perjured yourself on the stand yeah and the court said no i have no idea what you're talking about and then it's like and then all of a sudden so now your cash cow is dead in the water so now you're starting to see the justice behind what happened cool guys that's why you're known as the shitheads because y'all well i don't i mean part of it could have been because he murdered andy (laughs) well yeah i mean yeah but and and Duke, I should say. And Duke, I yeah, he murdered Dave. Duke I was like, right oh, that's in front of them. Name. He murdered yeah. Duke. And yeah, but but still, they still were not on board until after that all happened. Right, yeah. And until after they saw the hydrogen and the destruction it can cause, you know? So it's like, it's just like, it's a bunch of spineless assholes who, you know, think that they are entitled to this whatever you know and this guy and and it's like and all of these people like you can tell none of these people really care about each other yeah and like the only one i really felt that like was genuine was whiskey and i think that's why i liked her because i kind of got a genuine vibe from her you know um but i don't know if i'd say someone's genuine if they're uh (laughs) sleeping with someone someone like manipulating someone to get what they want yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man did i ever tell you about when i worked at uh the bank that i worked with this one guy who was like i'm one of the most authentic people that i know and this he said that he said that wow and this other woman that worked there went you are one of the least authentic people i've ever met and i started laughing because i could tell like i could tell from the first day i met him that he was not an authentic person and it was just like it felt really good to hear him put in this place because she was like, honey, no, you're not Jeez, at all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Faker. I guess, though, if you're going to say that about yourself, you've got to expect that. Uh, that's a weird thing to say about yourself, I think. Yeah. You're supposed to let other people say stuff like that about you. You're not supposed to say it about yourself. What, that you're an authentic person? Yeah. yeah. Plus, what does that even mean? Well, I think 
I like I think he meant like he's a genuine person like he doesn't manipulate or lie or whatever but oh. the first day I told I met him the very first fucking day that I met him he told me I will do anything or say anything to anyone to get where I want to go jeez he told me that and then he said he was authentic yes. oh. <laughs> I guess he's honest that's one thing I was like, yikes, okay, a little Machiavellian there shit there, <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, let's see. Oh, do you, <laughs> so, like, there's that big arch, the big ruins, which I loved. I thought that was awesome. Did it look to you, like, the <laughs> the painting behind the ruins, did that look like Kanye West to you? Because I was like, I don't even remember what you're talking painting about. Painting of Kanye West. I don't remember what you're talking about. So like in the living in the in the living room area, uh-huh. there's like a huge arch. There's like columns. Okay, it's like a broken arch. Yeah. So it's a triangular arch that's broken into two, and and then there's like a painting like right behind it, and it looks like Kanye wow, West. I didn't notice that. It probably, <laughs> honestly, probably. I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, you know what? We should look it up because yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing that's like popping out. I'm trying, let me try and find like the photo though, or the painting. Okay, so you can't see the face, but it's that one. All right, let me. that painting behind there. Let me take a look. You can't see the face of it, so. You don't it remember? It looks like such, I don't remember it, but it looks like such a ridiculous painting from this <laughs> that I can see that I would not doubt it right, being Kanye right. <laughs> Well, and and I so I was reading some because um, I was curious as to what kind of art he had because I I thought I recognized and uh, when Benoit and uh, Helen were in the bathroom there was like a blue painting and I thought maybe I knew the artist and so I looked it up and I was trying to find out who it was and I was trying to figure out because I I, I want to say it might be a Picasso and I could be horribly oh, could horribly be. wrong but I I it looked very familiar to me so i was trying to look it up and then i found a bunch of articles that said like his so like miles whole um shtick about like collecting art was that he's like a cliched art collector that doesn't really truly appreciate art oh i definitely yeah. got that vibe yeah i mean because you remind glass me. things that were just they, yeah like they weren't even protected you know yeah. like anyone could just take like if you have billions of dollars and you have a piece that's a million dollars plus you're going to want it in a nice glass case that it, no one touches it. Because if someone touched my glass shit that was expensive, I'd be like, you better get your grubby ass fucking well, hands off my shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that the the theory behind that is that he's so rich, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. He doesn't right, have to protect right. it. Because if it I mean, breaks, he just buys something else that's priceless, you know? Right. But um, I, he reminded me of his character. It reminded me of his character from The Italian Job, who just copied everyone else's dream. Oh, I, I saw that like and, one time. And uh, just time didn't have any imagination of his own yeah. and that's what and that's also like i mean that's why essentially he what he was, is in this yeah do, yeah like he was stealing everything he was stealing ideas from people he was stealing like he was stealing meaning from things that have meaning to the world and trying to make it seem like he finds them meaningful and he's right. important because but he, he does. has I these mean, things. Look at the way he and treated Paul McCartney's guitar. Yeah, he I threw screamed Paul at the guitar. TV. I was like, yeah. that's fucking Paul McCartney, sir. I was like, do you know the history behind that guitar, sir? Like, I was like getting, I was like getting upset about it. Like, it just... Yeah, I think that's the idea. Like you said, like, like he, he had you know? no appreciation for it. And because he was 
like disgustingly rich <laughs> right and also not an original like not very original no and also his taste was yeah his, <laughs> like his architectural I think taste that's why he kept he kept making like like creating fake words because he was trying to seem really thoughtful and right, like right and zen. like intelligent and that yeah. that speech that he gave to Blanc about all of them being disruptors uh-huh. and like trying to to like um he's trying to define what disruptors meant like people who challenge the status quo and people who do all these things like that speech i can imagine if somebody if like like if i was at a club or someplace where i was meeting a guy and he was trying to impress me and he gave that speech like it would be (laughs) it would be like vomitous it would be right it's not impressive in the least right right. and it's like using this word disruptors like you're so cool and everyone else is a square right right really he's just like using all these people who are you know like pretty like 50 50 type people like they're kind of not great but they're not terrible yeah, either yeah no they're definitely not and great then, though yeah and i like that Except uh, for andy. Helen, helen playing andy was like drinking um jared leto's kombucha <laughs> yes. which is apparently alcoholic like hard kombucha yeah i and, mean so they, there's some kombucha that's not alcoholic right, but there is sure. some that and, is yeah uh, well this one was hard kombucha and yeah. uh and so she got a little bit drunk and she like walked around and like told it like it was like you're all in his pocketbook and you're all just okay with everything he does because he funds everything but she said it in a much more um poetic way and i really liked that scene and that was before we found out that it was helen and uh-huh. so it kind of made sense that it would be andy you know like thinking it's andy because andy's like why am i even here and the fact that it's helen and helen knows that these people are responsible somebody in there is responsible for killing her sister is i think even more poetic and i really liked that because like that's a uh miles's speech was just about as much as i could handle from from him you know (laughs) i know anytime he he was just like this is we're gonna all commiserate here and i was like I don't think that's really the right word. I mean, I'm just, I'm just making stuff up. But he's like, we're all good. We're gonna all gonna commiserate, and we're all gonna be feeling like real eccentric and like real, like you know, like ostentatious, and it's gonna be great. And you're like, what? That makes literally no sense. He used what a you word at the beginning. It was like, I, it was like <laughs> infutate or something. It's like, let's all infutate this moment. But and then Blanc is like, that is not a word. <laughs> you know, it was like in indefinable or yeah it was something it, well no i think that is a, that sounds that sounds like it could be a word but um i i just love how benoit was just like you're just an idiot you're dumb you're so stupid and <laughs> yeah. it's really i mean it's really true like he miles you know created his empire on the back of someone else's work mm-hmm. you know it's like and his ego it's like was just getting him in trouble yeah turn. so okay so earlier in the movie we see that or helen knows that she finds out that each of miles's friends had visited andy on the day that she died so we're kind of like we as the viewer is going like okay well so could it have been you know i because i think it was only duke it was really only duke and claire that visited her it wasn't or did birdie go too yeah i thought i thought that was it all of them duke and miles passed each other on the road and miles right. almost ran him over so duke pancaked knew that, him. Knew that yeah pancaked him duke knew that miles was there right and then birdie or 
Claire and Lionel maybe were oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then I think Birdie was there, but not all of them overlapped. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. so so they all went but at Duke, different times. Or Duke, Claire and Lionel all overlapped. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um <clears throat> so what was I going to say about that? Um I guess I don't really know. I thought it was I I liked that I liked that we learned in the middle of the movie because it sort of jumped back in time and we see Helen going to Blanc's house mm-hmm. and his husband Hugh Grant opening the door and explaining the whole Philip. thing to him, you know, like this yeah. is what's going on. Where did they meet? <laughs> and uh, yeah, give us that backstory. He's from the south and he's and from England. I like that um Let's see that movie. I just lost a romance. Oh, I like that we find out yeah, I like that we found out <laughs> that Andy was dead, and we know that somebody, at least one person at that party, know that knows that that's not Andy, but you don't know who knows, and you don't know if it's right, one person right. or it's all of them, and I really like that mystery, because you're like, oh, imagine Actually, seeing somebody you know is dead arrive. Oh, yeah, they'd be like seeing It'd a be ghost. crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, my heart would stop in my fucking chest. I'd be like, I thought I killed her, but... Yeah, I'd feel um, relieved. I'd be like, "Oh, thank God, she's not dead. I'm fine." Well, I mean, Walk if back. I was a, if I was a murderer, I would be like, oh, "Shit, she's not dead. I'm fucked." <laughs> but um, I did notice that when she came on the island, that Miles looked at her and he looked very surprised that she was there. Yeah, and I was like, "Huh, interesting," because everyone else kind of was just more like, "Oh, what is she doing here?" You know what I mean? Versus, he was like. Oh, you're here. And I thought, I remember thinking, like, I thought that they built up a good enough backstory where it was like, oh, he must have invited her, but not expected her to come. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, the look he gave was like, he did not think she was going to say yes. And then you find out that he's the one who killed her, and it's even better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so wait. So she got, if she got the invite, why? Okay, I maybe maybe I missed this. If she got the invite, if Andy got the invite, was he planning on killing her when she got there, or he had killed her before? Or what I, I guess I was I kind of I confused about that. I understood it as he killed her and then probably sent her the invite, so it only like covers tracks to or like whatever. exonerate himself or whatever right. to be like, oh, this is my alibi. I, I'm invited right. her to my party. Of course, I didn't kill her. You that know? makes sense. Because her sister was the one who found it and opened it with right. the hammer or whatever the. You know, no, 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 I, no! Andy had opened it with a hammer. It was no, Andy. It was her sister. Did. She was wearing the same clothes. She had the same hair and everything. Oh, it was her sister that was doing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Andy would have known the puzzles. She wouldn't have needed. Oh, to. that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was clever. The whole like, um, what was that like magic eye thing that you had to like cross yeah. your eyes? I would try and do those all the time when I was younger, and I never saw anything. Sometimes I can do them. Sometimes I can't. I it like never. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, clever. Um, also, I think it's cool that Leslie Odom Jr. played Aaron Burr in Hamilton. I didn't know <laughs> like, that. Yeah. yeah. The, the name sounded familiar, but I couldn't figure out why it sounded familiar. And I was like, was his dad like a famous artist or something? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, it's it's just him. Anyway, so I don't, I really don't know if I have anything else to talk about um, other than the whole, like, 
just the fact that no one got hurt with a glass explosion really bothered yeah. me. You know, like I didn't need to see like someone dying, but it would have been nice to see little cuts or someone like pulling glass out well, of they, their I arms. I mean, they should have been injured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and everyone was like, "Nope, they're like beautifully unscathed." You know. Yeah. And like Claire was wearing open-toed shoes, and she's like all that glass is smashing around her feet. I was like, mm, it's it just yeah, but um. Yeah, so do you have anything else to talk about? I do want to talk about one other aspect of the movie that I I really like. And it's something, so backstory is a long time ago, I watched this thing on like a Dateline or 2020. And they threw this like social gathering. And I, you know, you can speculate how much or how little is staged in a situation like this. Maybe everything was or maybe it. people legitimately didn't know why the party was happening. But they threw a party anyway. And they had a guy walk around and steal wallets and handbags and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just to show how much we don't pay attention to. Do you remember the guy's name by any chance? No, this was decades ago. Was, I was probably was in high a, school. Okay. Because <laughs> there's some like famous You could say, was it a clown but... with like green hair? And I'd be like, maybe. Because you're <laughs> you like, know, I really sure. don't remember. It, he, he it was been, Michael Keaton. <laughs> he probably was a famous pickpocket. But, you know, just yeah. like. And then, they, and then afterwards, they pointed out ways that people would just like leave their purses sitting out or their you know pocketbooks or whatever sitting out because they're just chatting and they're not paying attention that always stuck with me Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times also as a female um like a lot of times you you, in situations where you really need to have your wits about you you know you have to be paying attention to everything around you and so i'm conscious of situations like that too like if i'm taking a walk i don't like to listen to headphones you know things like that Mm mm-hmm and so varying levels of like paying attention to things is always on my mind. And um, like sometimes if Mike and I go to a restaurant, if we're in like an alcove type booth, if I have to use the bathroom, I'll leave my purse there because I'll be like, Mike can watch it. It's just there. Right, right. But if we're in like the middle of the room, mm-hmm. then I take my purse with me because I'm like, you know, like there's makes just sense. too much yeah. going on, yeah. you know, like, right. and I usually have it near me. And it's not that I... <laughs> He's totally capable of watching it. It's just like there's just a lot going on. Like even if I'm sitting there, I've like got well, I've yeah. Got it all it takes you know is like mean? someone like something doing something yeah. over there. He hears it. He turns his head, and yeah. then someone so else like, plucks your. Yeah, it's just there's things like that that I I think about a lot. And I thought this movie was really cool in the way that Blanc pointed out ways that Miles would capture their attention and then do something like yeah 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 yeah. And he also mentioned like. So sometimes Birdie was going to be the killer, like the fake killer, mm-hmm. right? And he had pointed out like, oh, there was the hedge that was in the shape of a bee, and there was like, a couple other things, but yeah. Yeah, and there was this point where like Duke Duke always had his gun on him as we pointed out. Right. And sometime in the evening the gun was taken from him, and Blanc pointed out like Duke had his gun on him, so it became basically part of the landscape and so people didn't notice when he didn't have right. it on him anymore. And then he also people thought like Miles tried to make them think that Duke accidentally drank out of Miles's drink, but then Blanc was like, No, Miles was trying to he Miles was like, Hey guys, look at watch Birdie spin in that dress and look how it captures the light. Mm-hmm. And he basically handed the drink right to Duke because nobody yeah. Was paying attention and it was super clever i yeah. mean it was a clever way of yeah often the and dude like stuff like that and i thought that that was really interesting and i really like seeing stuff like that and like like colombo stuff like i said you mm-hmm. know just yeah. little things that Big time we don't notice or we take for granted you know and that's a lot of times how people get taken advantage of in various ways because 
and like pickpockets will just kind of brush against you because you're not yeah. focused on your pockets you're focused oh, yeah. on the especially things if you're around like a big you. crowd like yeah. if someone bumps into you you're just gonna be like oh it's not a problem nope no worries yeah, you know whatever exactly you're not gonna be like oh my god they just robbed me you know um so it's it's really interesting and i, I wish that there was a little bit more of it in the, even in the movie because I, I like when things like when he's like revealing those things i was like oh that's cool i like that you know yeah me too and, me too. and like he had helen playing andy create a big scene and then storm out of the room so that she would also and then he and so no one would follow so her no one so would she could follow her and while she was ransacking the rooms looking for the the original napkin blanc was in the living room like you know causing a diversion and stuff and i, I thought that, that was really interesting as well yeah me too i actually listened to an episode of rotten mango and she's talking about the idaho murders this is like really grim well it's they're both about Okay, anyway, um, she said one of the, the victims that had survived, one of the people that had, I guess, wasn't a victim, but I mean, yes, they are a victim. Anyway, one of the victims that had survived had seen the guy like walking down the hall, but she was in her room and, it, and she like didn't move. And what the hostess was saying, Stephanie Sue, is that she was saying like, people don't notice like when there's no movement. We do not notice that. And I started thinking about parasite the movie how that one scene where the dad is trying to escape and he's like laying on the floor and they're the like the park parks i think were they called uh were walking around or whatever and they didn't notice that he was just l- obviously lying there but it's because he wasn't moving and yeah. if he had moved they would have noticed and yeah. i was like huh that's really interesting and so then yeah. it kind of like because I, wa- I watched glass onion first and then i heard about the idaho thing um and it kind of just like it's all this it's totally true because it came part of the landscape so why would we notice when it's gone because that's just not something you're going to pick up on yeah you know it's interesting it is it's, yeah. it's really interesting it's like how the human brain works it's like um have you ever seen those like videos of it's like people playing basketball it's like five people and they're just you know they're just oh yeah I and then there's like a mean. gorilla that like walks yeah. through like a man dressed mm-hmm. as a gorilla and they're like did you notice the gorilla that walked through when you were like what a fucking gorilla walked through no i didn't notice that you know it's yeah. like stuff like that where it's like our mind doesn't even just the human mind is so fascinating i can't I could, like just study it for the rest of my life i swear <laughs> you know like oh i love it um but yeah um I also like there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about before we end. Okay, I can't remember. Oh, I also think that the scene where they break all the glass vases, where Helen as Andy starts breaking all the the vases. Epic. Well, I think they knew it was Helen at that point. Yeah, and I thought, and then they all sort of joined in. I thought that would be probably really fun to film. <laughs> I, I would love to just throw down Me priceless too. art. I mean, I don't think I think you they know? were props, but I would just love to like smash priceless pieces of. <laughs> glass like that would that sounds so fun you know there's a um i think it's called like a break room or something oh really um where you i guess you buy your own stuff so you could like go to like a like a like i'm trying to think what are they called goodwill oh sure you know what i'm talking a about thrift store yeah thrift store thank you i couldn't think of the word and you just buy a bunch of stuff and then you just go in there and you like destroy it and oh, i was wow. like i want to do that that sounds i mean that sounds first of all super gratifying because if you're like feeling angry or just upset like just having that ability to break shit without any consequences is fantastic you know i want to break something that i don't have to buy though (laughs) i want to break a tv set 
like an old one like a big box tv and oh. i want just like a fucking hammer and i just like go at it and like jesus yeah should have come to my old apartment <laughs> my roommate and i had a tv from her her house and it was so heavy that the two of us needed her boyfriend to help up. like the three of us could barely put it onto the tv stand damn it was so heavy yeah those box tvs were something yeah. else mm-hmm. um okay so would you recommend it i would it's really fun yeah it's an easy to follow storyline the characters are fun mm-hmm. it's in sunny greece which is kind of nice especially Beautiful. in january and uh yeah i think it's so much better than the first one i thoroughly enjoyed it and it made me laugh and it was really fun how about you yeah big time i think it's fun it held my interest the entire movie um i actually kind of started wishing i'd seen it in theaters instead of did watching it come it. out in theaters i think it did i think oh. it came out for a short while oh, okay. um i do agree i think it's better than the first one um i still every now and then think about that one scene where ana diarmas throws up in the cup and then he gets into the car and he doesn't notice that there's that obvious distinct vomit smell yeah <laughs> like i think about that and it always bothers me because i'm like you would definitely notice the smell of vomit it's very distinct you know yeah um and uh so yeah i it's, thought the it's first fun. one was way too gimmicky it like the whole thing with like christopher Plummer slitting his throat in front of her was yeah. just felt so over the top yeah it was it, it I didn't dislike it but I can see ex- I can see why you did not like it and there are certain parts that I agree with so yeah overall I would say you should check it out it's it's fun it's a fun movie yeah um, so you guys can follow us on Instagram at Watchers and Movies or Facebook at Watchers and Movies. If you have a recommendation, you can do a couple of things. You can either DM us on social media. You can also email us at watchersandmovies at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website. That's watchersandmovies.weebly.com. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And that's it. Bye-bye. Bye.